We are pleased to welcome presiding and preaching at today's Mass, Father Jacob, who is a Montfort missionary serving in the country of Kenya. Father has spent six weeks in the United States this summer visiting first our sister shrine in Connecticut, and then three weeks here with us at the Shrine of Our Lady of the Island, in part because Father has been tapped to lead a project back in Kenya with the establishment of the first Marian shrine in his diocese. So we are delighted to have him with us, and we are very much looking forward to his reflection, and most especially his prayerfulness as he leads us in prayer this morning. Welcome, Father. Thank you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. God is good all the time. Say all the time. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And that is his nature. Wow. That's the nature of God. His goodness, his kindness endures forever. And that's why he has blessed us with this beautiful day in which we have come to give glory to his name, to praise him, and also to bring our petitions, our intentions to him. We have come here today because we are responding also to his call, following his commandment that we have to worship the Lord God. And today, in the readings, he's teaching us to be people who are humble. When you see the first reading, the gospel, and even the second reading, talks about humility. Humility. That's the theme that runs across. In the first reading we hear from Zechariah, it predicts, talks about the Messiah who is to come. And it talks about this Messiah who is going to come is going to be a prince of peace. He's not going to come like the earthly kings. get to power because of what? Violence. And causing chaos because they want to have the temporal powers, temporal goods. 
He says he's coming and he'll be riding on a colt. It's like the reading which you always hear during the Advent period when you are preparing for the coming of the Messiah, coming of Christ, who is the Prince of Peace. And this one is attributed to him because of the nature that Christ himself took to come into this world. Though he was a king, though he was there before time, but he humbled himself. That was what St. Paul says when we read Philippians. That though Christ was in the form of God, he did not take equality with God as something to be grasped, but he humbled himself, taking our human nature, being like us. And he did this with a purpose, so that he can also raise us up to be sons and daughters of God, to be in the realm of the angels and the saints. And he did this through the cross, through his passion, through his suffering. Christ came with humility. And even his apostles, the apostles whom he had chosen, the disciples didn't know this, because in their mentality they knew that the king was coming, was going to be very powerful. Christ was their teacher, was going to be like an earthly king. That's why the sons of Zebedee goes to him. The other gospel says it's their mom who goes to him and asks him, Lord, when you go into your kingdom, allow this my sons, John and Dems, one to be on your right hand and the other one to be on your, on your left. Christ said, that one is not for me to offer. But do you know what I have to go through? Are you ready to drink the cup that I'm going to give you? Say yes. If you are ready for that, if you are ready for the cross, if you are ready for the suffering because of what you believe in, that is true. But as to who will be on my right and my hand, that one belongs to my father. For them in their mentality, what had they known? They thought that Christ, after becoming victorious, he will stumble those kings at that time and will make them to become one, maybe the prime minister, another one, maybe the deputy president. That's what is their mentality. People like Judas thought they're going to be finance ministers. Therefore, they're very quick. They want this process to go on very fast, ready to betray Christ, set him with some silver coins, because he wants the process to be fast. Christ to enter into the office so that them, they can gain from it, being their inner circle. But Christ warned them, that's not the kingdom I've come for. I come for the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, if you become even leaders, you have to be servant to one another. That's why he washes their feet and tells them that if you want to be the first, you have to be the last. If you want to be the great, you have to be the smallest. If you want to be the leader of these people, do as I'm doing. Be humble. Wash their feet as I have washed yours. At the service of one another. That's the leadership. That's the humility. That's the kingdom that Christ came to preach. And which also is teaching us today that we have to emulate. We have to emulate that. We too are sons and daughters of God. He gives us this example. And that's why today in the gospel, he started by praising God. I give praise to you, God, 
Father of heaven and earth, for hiding these things to the learned and the wise, revealing it to the little ones. That's the prayer which he begins with. And why does he say this? Who are these great? Who the revelation has not come to? Who are these little ones whom God has revealed to his kingdom? Prior to this passage which you have read now, he had gone somewhere, and those people are not ready to receive his message. And he talks to them, Bethsaida, and other two towns, because he had done the miracles, but they didn't believe in what he had been doing. A lot of things have taken place. He has cured the sick, the blind, he has given them sight, the hungry, he has fed them, the demons, he has delivered from those who are possessed. These people see, but they don't believe. They see this miracle taking place, but they don't accept Christ who is doing this. And he tells them, if these things would have been done in Sodom and Gomorrah, they will have repented and believed. But since you have refused to believe, great things are not happening in your midst. And that's why now today, in the passage you have read now, he's talking about the little ones and those who are wise, those who refused to follow his teaching, those who refused to see God's hand in the miracles which were taking place. Because the Pharisees took themselves that they know about the law. They presumed that they are too much knowledgeable. And this one made them blind to see in their eyes the Christ who is the Messiah. And Christ says, blessed are those who are ready to receive the gospel. And this one is in reference to what Christ has always said. That if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, be like these little children. Remember I brought the children and blessed them? So the kingdom of God belongs to this. We have to be like little children. What do children do? Children have got a lot of trust in their parents. Parents who are here, you know. Children who are here, they know. They trust their parents. And in the presence of their parents, they are very happy and joyful. A child, when the mom or the dad is around, he feels secure. Because he has got trust in them. They protect him. They protect her. Children don't hold grudges. Know that? You can punish him or her. He'll forget about that within a few seconds. He'll be smiling and laughing with you. Right? That's not common with us. When someone reprimands us, we might take years before talking to them. We hold grudges. Children will not. When they are playing, they'll beat each other there. They cry. After two minutes, they're again playing together. Forget. They forgive and forget. 
the nature of the children. And another thing which parents sometimes make mistake or do, do you know that children don't know how to say thank you? Parents teach them. It's not in their nature. When you do for a child something good, or if you give him like a sweet or a cookie, he'll take and go away. The mom or the dad will come back here, say thank you. You have to teach them. Yeah? But it's not that they don't appreciate. They'll go to the friend and do what? And praise you. Even though they'll not say thank you, but they'll praise you. My grandmom, the best. Do you know what? She gave me this and this. She did for me this. My aunt is the best. He'll praise you when he's with the others. He did for me this. He took me there. You might forget to say thank you, but he'll praise you when you are not there. Adults are very quick to say thank, but to praise you sometimes becomes question mark. They'll say thank you to please you, but behind your back, they'll be grumbling. He has given me this because he doesn't need it. If you'll have been, you'll have not done this. I know it's just doing this because, ah, uh, but this character, I doubt if it's coming from his heart. But he had said thank you, but behind, he says something different. He doesn't praise you. Not necessarily. Some do. But some, they'll be doing the contrary. Christ teaches us to be like the little ones. That's why he's saying, I praise. He's giving praise now. I praise God the Father for revealing these things to the little ones. The little ones are very receptive. When you teach them, they're receptive, ready to learn. And this is what Christ is teaching us today. That we too to understand what God has come to reveal, what Christ has come to reveal to us. We have to take that attitude of being receptive to his word. Being receptive to see what he has done to us. And when we see what he has done to us in our life, if we reflect the goodness that he has been doing to us, we are able to give praise, to give thanks, and also to follow his teaching. He's giving praise also to, to God his Father. Can we look at ourselves and also say, what can we praise God for? Do we see his goodness in our lives? Sometimes God has done for us a lot of things, but we fail to see. We have become like those learned people, those who are thinking they are wise in the face of this world. There's a story. One day, I was in a train. Now in the train, we had sat. These speed trains in Rome. The seats are always, you face each other. Then there's a table in between. So I sat in the opposite. The other side, there were two people. There's an, an old man there and a certain young girl. So when the train had gone, it was a long distance, almost for six hours train. So they always pass there serving some foods, like the foodstuffs people can buy. So this old man bought some cookies in a, in a small container. The lady also bought. So in that process of buying and taking things from there, they bought other things also. 
some drinks, and they had placed them there. So while they were about to start eating these things, there was only one container in between them hmm, of these cookies. So the old man, what did he do? He opened and picked one. So the lady was surprised. See? First she thought this one was hers. She looked at, he looked at him, but she didn't speak. She took one also and ate. She took, the other man also took another one. So she was, started grumbling in her, in her heart. What is this man? I'm just doing, minding my business. I bought my cookies, I'm eating them. Now she is taking, not even asking me. But she didn't speak. She also took and ate. When she was doing that, the man again took and ate. So they were like sharing. But she wanted, you will feel, you will see from the face that there was really anger getting in. At last, it remained one. So they looked at each other, their eyes met. The old man, what did he do? He took, broke it into two, ate one, and left for her the next one. And then afterwards, that man was supposed to alight. So he went and came out of the train. This lady was angry, but she had nothing to do. So in the process, she went to, took, to take the phone from her bag to call her friends of the episode which has happened. Lo and behold, when she went there, she found that the container of hers was inside the bag. She had put it and she had forgotten. So the one she was eating was for this man. <laughs> we said, oh my God, I thank God I didn't speak, even though I was angry. I would have abused him, but I've eaten what does not belong to me. I was the one to say, thank you. Yet I demanded that he should thank me in my heart. But it was too late. The man was not there for, him to, for her to apologize. But this story is about our life, not that lady. Eh? Sometimes also like that. God has given us in plenty. A lot of things he has given us for free. We breathe eh? freely. He has blessed us with a lot of things. But sometimes we don't want to say thank you. We don't reflect. We even accuse him. We blame him for things which are happening in our lives. We forget that everything that we have, the being that God has given us, is for free. We are like the lady. We grumble. Sometimes even we don't want to abuse, we don't want to abuse him, but in our heart, we show that we don't agree with him what is happening to us. We fail also to say thank you. We, say, we fail to be people who are grateful in our lives. Just reflect how God has blessed you from the time you are born. You have passed through a lot of things, but all those God has seen you through. There are moments where you are low. You wondered, how will I manage this? God has made you cross over. It's not because of your intelligence, because of your wisdom. It is by God's grace. But most often, we complain, we grumble about little things which are not correct. We forget the big picture, what God has done to us. Just two years ago, 
the pandemic was there. And you have lost many people out of COVID, isn't it? It was terrible. Our loved ones have gone, many people. But God has seen us through. We are here. Is it because of our intelligence, because of our wisdom? No. God's mercy, God's kindness, God's love, God's compassion. Therefore, let us open our hearts to welcome him, to receive his word, and to say thank you, and to praise him. Secondly, he talks about that. Come to me, all you, you who are burdened. Come to me, and I'll give you what? I'll give you rest. Because my yoke is light. My yoke is light. Learn from me. For I'm meek and humble of heart. If we have got troubles, if things are not going well, Christ is calling us, come to me. He's ready to bless us. He's welcoming us. That's why he has come. He came to save you and me. And he's ready to save us even today. He's welcoming us. Can you open our hearts? It's like now a friend who is opening the hands, ready to receive a hug. That's what Christ is doing. See the image. Come to me. All who are burdened. He wants to give you a hug to embrace you with your problems. In his person, receive comfort. You will receive peace because he is the prince of peace. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He's calling you and me. Let us be humble. Let us have that soft heart for him so that he can do great things in our midst. As we always sing, great things happen when God mixes with us. Great and beautiful, wonderful things. Great things happen when God mixes with us. Some find peace, some find joy. Some even, some people even find joy. Some see things as they ever could be for, and some people see that they can now begin to dance. When God mixes with us, we see things different. We find peace, we find joy. Some see things differently because God has mixed with us. And that's what St. Paul says. For this to happen, we have to put in ourselves the spirit of Christ. So you should not rely on these worldly things which pass away. When God mixes with us, great things happen. When we allow God to be in our hearts, great things happen. He gives us strength to endure. And that's what he did on the cross himself. He was able to forgive those who persecuted him. He was able to let go. When God is in our hearts, we don't hold grudges. We leave all to God. When God is in our hearts, we don't have prejudice. We see each other as brothers and sisters. When God is with us, even difficult moments, we see that we can able to, we are able to conquer. Therefore, we don't give up. We keep fighting on because he's on our midst. He's our strength. He's our savior. Brothers and sisters, we pray for one another.
We pray that God may give us that heart which is docile to receive his word and also to put it into practice. And after seeing his blessing, after reflecting on the goodness he has done to you, also do the same to others. Be kind, be gentle, be meek. These things, they give us strength. Nowadays, difficult people are forgetting these simple words of sorry and thank you. Being gentle to one another. Sometimes when you are driving on the road, you want to take another line, you indicate nobody is bothering to give you any space. Everybody is concerned about him or herself. I am the one who has to be here. That's the spirit of the world. Always want to be seen. Want to be seen that you are in charge. I am powerful. I am strong. Everybody has to bow to me. The wisdom of the world is that. May we learn from Christ, who is meek and humble of heart. He's calling us, come to me. God is good, and all the time, and that is his nature, wow.